Welcome to the Mastering Midlife Podcast, where we talk about all the crazy fun things that happen when you are a midlife mama. I'm your host, Heather London. Let's dig in. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 17. Today, we're going to talk about the river of misery. It sounds horrible, and it can be. This is why we want to talk about it. No matter who you are or what you're trying to change, you will spend time in the river of misery. But the good news is how long you spend there is totally up to you. Let me explain. The river of misery. Okay, you've made a decision to change. doesn't matter what it is. It could be your weight. It could be your job. It could be your relationship, um, your purpose. It doesn't matter what it is. You've made a decision to change. You know where you're at and you don't like it. So I'm here and I don't like this. So I want to create something else. And I have a good idea or you have a good idea of what you want to change, where you want to go, what you want to create instead. And the process of getting there, in the process of getting there, you got to cross through the river of misery. Now, some people call it the dance, but I'm going to be honest with you. It is anything but a dance. It is absolutely the river of misery. Imagine with me, if you will, you're on one side of a riverbank. And this is your current situation where you are in life with whatever it is that you want to change. And on the other side of that riverbank is what you do want to create. It is who you do want to be. It's the job that you want. It's the body that you want, the relationship you want. But it's on the other side of the bank. And in between you where you are now and that goal and that dream that you have is a raging river, freezing cold, full of crocodiles and piranhas. It is intense. It's a crazy, raging river of misery. And the only way to get to where you want to go is by going through that river, right? That is intense. Now you're probably saying like, who wants to go through that? Why would people go through the river of misery? Because the reason you're changing is because where you are on that one bank is too painful. It's just, it's gotten to the point where it's more painful than going through the river of misery. So all the river of misery is, is the, the middle between where you are and where you want to be. So it's the changing part of it that we like to call the river of misery. And my clients get stuck in the river all the time and they struggle in the river because They think they shouldn't be in the river. They're like, what is this river even doing here? Isn't there a bridge, a nice bridge that I could go across? No, it doesn't work like that. But once you accept that everyone who makes a change goes into the river, whether they see it for what it is, like this is the change, this is how it's going to be, it makes it easier to go through it. Resistance just makes it worse, like quicksand. The more you struggle, the deeper you sink and the harder it is, right? So part of the river of change that makes it so hard is thinking like something's gone wrong. But as soon as you accept it, that that's part of it is, it makes it easier to get to the other side. When you indulge in it, it makes it worse. The river of misery is, oh, I want to make a change. So I'm going to, you know, put my toe in and see how it feels. I'm going to try to change 
And it's like, oh, that feels okay. So I'm going to try to change a little bit more. And then I'm going to try to change a little bit more. And then that gets really hard. It becomes difficult. It becomes uncomfortable. It's starting to get cold. It's up to your waist. You know, that part where you're like, oh, I don't want to go in because it's like super cold. And so what, what do you do? You go back to the edge of where you were, back to the edge where it's safe. Now on that edge, it's not comfortable. You don't like being on that side of the river, but it's better than that discomfort that you just felt that was in the river. So being the stuck feels better than the unknown, the uncomfortableness of making that change. And when you go through the river, you don't just like go across and zip across it. It doesn't work like that, my friend. You go in and you get to a certain part and then you go out. And you go in and you might not even get as far the next time. And then you go out and then you go in, you might get further and then you go back and forth. So it's going back and forth because it is a raging river, cold, dangerous, scary. You, you're not going to stay in it for a long time. But a lot of the times we do indulge in it where we're just like, this sucks. This is horrible. I don't like this. And that makes it even worse. That's the part of the indulgence that makes it worse. Here's one of the biggest things that makes it indulging and makes it hard for people. And I hear this all the time with my clients is, oh, I should have gotten it by now. Like I should have figured this out by now. That's just being stuck and indulging in the misery of the river of misery, which means you don't know how to figure it out. Like when you're reading the book on how to do what you're doing, whatever it is, like lose the weight, get a new job. When you're reading that, that how-to manual, what page does it say how long it's going to take? Well, it doesn't because there's no book. In your brain, your brain is telling you just a made-up number like, hey, this should only take a week. Or at some point, your brain tells you this is taking too long. But we don't know how long it's going to take. And when we start to judge it and put that pressure on ourselves, telling ourselves that we should have done it by now, then we're indulging and we're deep in the river and it's getting up to our neck and it feels horrible. And we start to feel like it's not worth it. We're just going to go back to the other side and stay there because it's safer there. This is craziness. I don't want to put in all this effort and be scared all the time and do all of this just for this feeling here. So remember, we're trying something new here. So we don't know how long it's going to take and we don't even know how to do it until we've done it. Once we've done it, then we do know how to do it. But in the process, we have to remind ourselves, I'm figuring it out and I'm going to figure it out. It's not a, a problem. It's when we can say that this is part of the process. When going through the river of misery is part of the process and we can accept it, that it becomes easier. That's why I said at the beginning, it's up to you how long you stay in the river of misery. It's totally up to you. But a lot of people don't even know they're in the river. That's the worst part because then you can't get out of it. You can't fix or get out of something that you're not aware is going on. You just don't know until you do the work. So that's part of it. If we just allow that, okay, good. It's going to take as long as it's going to take. But I know that I'm going to be working and moving forward and progressing. And you know who goes through the river of misery? Everybody, every single body who's making a change goes through some form of the river, some form or another. So for some, it's just like a small little river. For others, it's deep and wide and it seems ominous and goes on forever. And it's like so daunting. 
So everybody's river is different. It doesn't mean that yours is right or wrong, good or bad. It just means everybody's going to be going through this. And the ones who stay in it the longest and struggle the most are the ones that totally resist it. Now, change starts with new thoughts. And that's what's happening here. You're making a change. So you have this old thought that created the results that you currently have that you don't like. But it's a subconscious thought. You're not aware that you are thinking this and that's how you got this result. Because remember, you have a, a situation, a circumstance, and then you have a thought and your thought creates a feeling. The feeling creates an action or an inaction and then the action creates the result. So everything can be traced back to our thoughts. So when we're making it a change, it starts with a thought. But we want to notice that the result that we're trying to change from also was a thought. So that is a subconscious thought because we weren't aware of it. And quite often it comes from, um, you know, our childhood or something that we've done for a very long time or people we've hung out for a very long time. So a lot of times our lives are being run and ruled by thoughts that were created from other people and we're not even aware of it. That's why they're subconscious thoughts. So if we have a result we don't like, we got to track it down and go like, well, what was I thinking to create this result? How did I think that? We want to bring it into the awareness. And then you want to create a new thought, one that's yours, one that you believe to be true, that's going to get you the result you do want. So we can never create something new unless we uncover the subconscious sneaky thought that created the last result. And I'm telling you, this is probably like our parents' our parents' beliefs and thoughts that we absorbed or they pushed on us or, you know, just from sheer spending time with these people, we took on as our own. Doesn't mean that they're right or wrong. It just means, hey, it's not working for me. It's not working for me. And I want to figure out what does work for me. So I've got to uncover the old subconscious thought and then replace it with a new one that's going to get me where I want to go, get me the result that I do want. And when you come up with that thought, you want to know that it's a thought that resonates with you. It's like, yes, I believe this thought. How do you know if you believe the thought? Check in with your body. Your body's going to tell you. If you think a thought and you feel like fear in like grabbing into the center of your stomach, the pit of your stomach, Okay, that's not a good feeling. That means that your body is telling you, mm -mm, girl, you don't believe that. You say that, but you don't really believe that. And then so you step it down, do a ladder thought. What's just underneath that? What's just underneath that? And you keep stepping down these thoughts, these until you find a ladder thought that is like, oh, I feel that in my heart. It feels warm. It feels good. And then you're like, okay, I believe that. My body is on board with that. So I know that that's truth, that, that my brain believes that. And then that becomes your new thought. And the thing is, you got to do your work around it. So anytime your body tells you, you go into that resistance, you're like, oh, I'm in the old thought. That's all it is. I'm in the old thought. And I want to do my work and remember, redirect my brain to my new thought. Like you're working with your new thoughts, which is I can do this or I know how to do this or this will work for me. Like It's going to be different for you depending on what path you've chosen. And you're going to get pulled back by your old thoughts, which is the other side of the river. It's the that's like the side that you're on right now because it's safer over there. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, 
I should have figured this out by now. It's not working. It should have happened faster. That's what keeps you on that old side of the, of the river. And on the other side is the new thought. I know I could figure this out. I could figure this out. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to learn as I go, right? That's how you get to the other side. And you go back to the other side, to the beginning side, because it's familiar. It's not fun. It's not comfortable. It's not where you want to be, but it's familiar. And so your brain is thinking that you're safe and you're going to be okay. Because your brain is designed for three things. To seek pleasure, to avoid pain, and to conserve energy. And making a change and doing something new and becoming a new person or having new thoughts goes against all three of those. It's definitely not seeking pleasure. It's very painful. And it's exhausting. So your brain is trying to trick you into not doing it because it it's trying to survive. And those three things to the brain is like, that's the death of the brain. So it will do anything to keep you away from doing those things. And that's why there's so much resistance inside yourself. It's like, yes, it's uncomfortable over here, but it's known. So therefore it's safe, but there's no growth happening there. And that's why we go through the river of misery. We're fighting our own brain. Our brain is trying to keep us on one side, but we're trying to redirect it and reformat it. So we know that when we go through the river on the other side, there will be that reward. We will reach that goal. There will be the happiness, not the safeness, but the excitement, the happiness, the goal achieved. I've been in the river of misery many times many, many, many times. And every time I make a change in my life, I go into the river of misery. And that's a lot because I love making changes. I love learning and growing. But how long I spend in there, how cold and deep and miserable it is, how many alligators are in it, that's all up to me. But the more times I go through it, the better I get at it. So it gets smaller. And it's not as cold and it's not as deep and it's not as wide because I can see it for what it is now. And it's like, this is a tool. This is a life skill that you're learning when you go through the river of misery and you get better at it and it gets easier and easier. And so the process becomes shorter and shorter. That's the beauty of this when it becomes a life skill and a tool that you can use. The sooner you learn how to go, how to navigate it, and know that it's your old thoughts and beliefs that are making the river deeper and colder, the, th- the thoughts that you can't and you don't know how. And you know that your new intentional conscious thoughts that you've just created are the quickest way to get out of the river. The sooner you'll get to the other side. And so how do you make this experience easier? Trust me, you want to be in the experience. You want to be like, oh, okay, you want to have the experience. There's no way to avoid it. You want to make it like the best that you possibly can. So how do you get to the other side? First of all, you start by acknowledging that you're actually in the river of misery. Most people don't know that's what it is. They're just like, this isn't working. This is hard. I don't know what I'm doing. And then they quit and they just go back to the other side. And that's it. Game over. It's your old brain versus your new brain. You don't want to make it mean that something's gone wrong. It just means that you're changing, you're making changes, and that is wonderful. So you want to embrace it. You want to do your work. 
That's the key to getting out of the river. Your work is seeing your old subconscious thoughts that are running the show. And that's how you got the results that you currently have, but don't want. And you want to find the new intentional thoughts to choose to think instead to get the result that you do want. Because remember, our thoughts create our results. Yes, indeed. And you want to catch your brain going back to the old ones. And every time it does, you want to redirect it every single time over and over again, back to your new thought. You don't just do it once when you're learning how to, you know, roller skate. You don't get on roller skates and just know how to do it. You fall down a lot and then you practice and you do it again. And every time you get up, you learn more and more and more and you get better and better at it. And that's what it is. Just redirecting your brain. Notice your brain is subconsciously going back there. I'm going to notice it, catch it, redirect it over and over and over again. And then finally one day, that will be your new thought. Your new thought is just your normal thought now. Right. And remember, when you go back to those old ones, how will you know? Because your body, your body will let you know your body is pure genius. Your body is nature at its finest. It has these like alarm systems, which is like, hey, you're feeling a tightness somewhere. That means your body's telling you you're off your path. This is not for you. You're going against what you believe in. Something's up. Warning, warning. And then you check in and you're like, "Mm, yeah, look, you know why that came up? Because I was thinking that old thought again. Mm. Look over there, brain. I see you, brain. Not today. You're trying to trick me, right? You're trying to trick me. You're trying to keep me where I am because it's safe, quote unquote safe, but it's not. It's horrible there. It's torturous. I want to learn and grow. And then you redirect your brain over to there. So remember, even though being in the river of misery is really, really hard and horrible and torturous sometimes, It's actually a good thing because it means you are changing and growing. The river of misery is the number one reason why people don't succeed when trying to make changes because it's hard and they don't know what it is. They don't know what's happening. So if you need help with this, let me know. I'll drop my consult link in the show notes and you can hit me up. I am an expert in helping women navigate the river of misery because I've been it so many times myself. That is how I know because I'm always choosing to learn and grow and to go after my dreams, no matter how deep the river is. And I want the same for you too, because anything is possible. If you can think it or dream it, you can create it. I truly believe that with all my heart, my friends. Thank you for listening. Always, always, always. Love yourself first and have an amazing day.